Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime, on any screen at snc.tv and local now channel 525 with srn news i'm michael harrington in washington former president trump held another rally in texas last night and predicted the mainstream media would ignore the event or downplay it i was just informed by a wonderful local politician this is the biggest crowd of its kind in the history of texas look at it And the fake news will say a smattering of people showed up. Mr. Trump did not indicate whether he will seek the White House again in two years, which is the political $64,000 question right now. Gusty winds, falling temperatures. That's the story for the East Coast today. A deep freeze following a day of heavy snow. Folks are out there hacking away at up to two feet of snow in many places. It got to be more than that south of Boston. This is SRN News. Mike Gallagher is tired of the same old narrative. You surely can't ask questions about COVID, and you sure as heck can't push back against the vaccine. If you dare say something about therapeutics, if you dare say, what about natural immunity, if you've already had it, you get shot down, you get canceled, you you get thrown out. I mean, it's happening. The Mike Gallagher Show, weekdays at 8 on AM 1280, The Patriot, Intelligent Radio. A culture warrior is someone who vows to do and say the right things as they fight to defend their values. So it's fitting that our 2021 culture warrior is Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, voted on by listeners like you. Join us in congratulating Ron DeSantis on a job well done in the uphill battle that is defending our liberty. Your forecast for today, we're looking at mostly cloudy and a high of 23 with a low of 12 for tonight. Tomorrow, partly sunny and a high of 33 with a low of 24. This is AM 1280, The Patriot. Portions of this program may have been pre-recorded. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Stand by for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. And go launch sequence. Engineering. Go flight. Master control. Go flight. Studio engineer. Go flight. We are go for launch in T-3, 2, 1. We have liftoff. The Northern Alliance Radio Network is on the air. Live and local from the AM1280 The Patriot Studios in Egan, here is The Closer, Brad Carlson. AM1280 The Patriot. It is the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back with another edition of the broadcast we'd like to call The Closer. That's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks, as always, for tuning into our show. You can check out my blog at bradcarlson.org. And we are here to take a phone call, 651-289-4488. If you'd like to weigh in via Twitter, feel free to do so. Just use hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Hashtag NarnShow for any comments or questions. And as always, we appreciate you tuning in. And by the way, we do have our live stream up and running at our Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page. So just go to Facebook.com, do a search for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. And like I say, our live stream will be up and going. And uh, there's a comment section available for you to uh, opine uh, on. And uh, as always, we uh, thank you for tuning in. Uh, hard to believe, one month down in the year 2020, uh, it's or 2022, I should say. Uh, crazy, uh, Crazy how fast uh, <laughs> this year is going by already. Already one month down, one full month down as of tomorrow, of course. And a lot to look forward to this year, of course. Uh, the 2022 midterm elections uh, are gearing up. Well, the campaign's pretty much started after the 2020 elections. I mean, let's be honest. There is no uh, off period, it seems like, when it comes to uh, campaign cycles. That's, that's for sure. So uh, we've got a lot to uh, talk about. Uh, this year regarding uh, election campaign cycles, uh, particularly here in the state of Minnesota. Now, it's a, it's because it's redistricting year. You know, every 10 years they do redistricting, redraw the congressional lines. 
Uh, we uh, we don't know what exactly the districts will look like, so that's going to be forthcoming. Probably within the next month or so, the new maps will be uh, released. But that means all 201 Minnesota state legislators will be up for election. Uh, obviously, the governor and all of the uh, statewide constitutional offices will also uh, be up for election. So uh, a lot to get to uh, is uh, this year, to be sure, and we're going to be here uh, covering it uh, every step of the way. And, uh, oh, fortuitous timing, our, uh, our uh, fir- very first guest. Uh, we're going to start uh, the show right out of the right out of the shoot uh, with our very first guest, uh, Representative Nolan West. He uh, represents Minnesota House District 37B, which, uh, well, not the entire city of Blaine, but the majority of the city of Blaine. Uh, we'll be talking to uh, Representative West about some legislative priorities and his uh, reelection campaign. Uh, but this past week, uh, Representative West was in the news, probably for not the reasons that he would prefer, but it was a newsworthy item nevertheless, and he's going to be here to share that story and, again, uh, maybe preview the upcoming legislative session, which starts tomorrow. Hard to believe. Uh, Representative Nolan West, an honor to have you back on the broadcast, sir. How are you? Thanks for having me on, Brad. Oh, happy to be here. Last time I was on, uh, we won a few seats in the and made our majority even bigger, which we did not even expect back then. That's right. Yeah, 2016. You were just a candidate back then. You weren't even a sitting legislature, and I think it was about 80 degrees warmer that day because we were at the Minnesota State Fair. So <laughs> a little different, a little different, a little bit, but that's okay. Uh, uh, Representative West, good to have you on the broadcast. Like I said, again, we're going to talk about some legislative priorities. Uh, Certainly both parties are making their priorities known. There's always a little difference between uh, what one party and the other party thinks, but uh, we'll certainly get into that. But obviously you've made the news this uh, this past week, uh, an article that was uh, published in the uh, Pioneer Press. Uh, this uh, recounted an incident that took place back on January 20th, so 10 years ago. Uh, an organization entitled Action for Liberty was holding a... Uh, I don't know what you want to call it, a a, a breakout session, a political meeting, what have you. Uh, We should emphasize that according to their flyer, it was open to the general public. Let's let's be clear on that. And you figure, okay, I'm the sitting representative in this area because it was taking place right in your house district, was it not? Yeah, about a one and a half minute drive from my house. Okay, so I figure, okay, uh, you know, I'm uh, you're besides from being a sitting legislature, legislator, you are politically active in your district. You are a citizen, okay, so you you also have representation. Uh, You decided to check this out, and uh, apparently they were not thrilled with your presence, to say the least, Uh, Nolan West. Why don't you kind of share a little bit about what took place? It was a very strange event. So Action for Liberty is the group, and they did a caucus training event. So, you know, teaching people that you go to caucus, how you become elected a delegate, and, Coming up this Tuesday, folks, don't forget. Oh, yes, yeah. please do not forget. If you want, if you complain about who's on the ballot or there's no good candidates, well, it's on you if you're not going to caucus. Exactly, yeah. If you go to caucus, you have, you've earned the right to complain, I think. But So teaching people how to do it. Uh, and in my district, right by my house, so I figured, you know, this is a good thing for me to stop by. And I actually showed up at the event with my girlfriend and walked in. And it's super strange. Just went to the closest chair and... Before I could even get to this chair, this guy walks up to me and says, ah, hey, I want you to come with me. I'm like, okay. Now, you did, did you know this person? No, I had no idea who but it was. But he knew who you were. Yeah, apparently. Yeah, okay. I thought they wouldn't even recognize me. I mean, most people don't know who their state rep is. So that's, I was just like, I'll come to the meeting and see, you know, meet delegates, you know, because I'm... I well, want to know who's going to be a delegate. I know in the for area. a fact this guy. I know who this guy is. He doesn't no. live in your district. I oh, know that much. I found out he's from Shakopee. Yeah. yeah. He, he, so he pulls me aside. Uh, he says. Uh, you have to leave. I was like, I just got here. Uh, <laughs> okay. Well, well, what do you mean? Why? Uh, we don't allow politicians here. What? At a caucus training event, which is where you go to select politicians to be on the ballot, politicians aren't allowed? Like, okay, well, why is that? And he's like, you have to leave. Politicians aren't allowed. Uh, okay. And then. But you're going to be caucusing. I mean, you're a citizen, Nolan West. You're going to caucus, so I mean, I would imagine, you know, you, maybe you could benefit from this training. Am I being too simplistic? I don't well, know. Well, I, I thought so. <laughs> my, my thinking was I can meet delegates there, and then if something comes up to where they're like, "Well, what do politicians do?" or "How do politicians interact with the caucus?" Well, hey, I've done this many times. I can sure provide some insight. But mostly, I thought I would just sit there and listen. Uh, and they even well going on. Then this guy threatens to call the cops. 
And I'm just trying to get, well, why aren't politicians allowed? And at that point, I, I kind of scoffed. I, I was like, are you serious? And that seems to have angered him. But when I saw that, I was like, oh, I better defuse the situation. So, hi, I'm Nolan. Because I hadn't met him before. He's, he shakes my hand. I'm Tony. Right, right. Uh, okay. Uh, all right. And then he still insists on calling the cops. And then I'm like, this is ridiculous. And he grabs me by the arm and yanks me. I'm like, well, what are you doing? And then when I didn't move, he grabbed me with both of his hands and threw me out of the room. And when you look at the funny thing is they posted this on social media, the group Action for Liberty that attacked me. This I don't, guy. Yeah, I don't think they meant to post that part. They were posting yeah. that uh, the head of this organization, uh, Jake Duesenberg, who I, 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 I don't think I've ever met personally. I've seen him at a lot of different events. I maybe have said hello to him, but he was. Uh, giving a speech on vaccines, you know, because they're, uh, you know, the Action for Liberty people have some opinions on vaccines, as you could, might imagine. And you could just see off to the right where this incident took place. I don't think they intended to post that. At least I hope they didn't, Nolan West, because that's pretty incriminating. Yeah, it's absolutely incriminating. And the police have that video now. And okay, I yeah. wasn't initially going to put it, put it to the police. It's just like, ah, let's just move on with our lives. After that happened, though, the amount of stories I heard from people contacting me about this particular person, it was ridiculous. And then you realize a lot of these bully type characters who want to, who will put their hands on a stranger, just right. have no, nobody ever does that. There's never any consequences. They get away with whatever they want. And that is when you realize, well, we got to do something, especially with the political climate today. People are getting uh, a, a little too feisty for what's healthy for our country and state. It's nuts. Yeah, and, and we hear a lot about uh, the rhetoric. And, and to be, you know, to be fair, you have, uh, you know, both sides of the aisle kind of politicizing the rhetoric. And I mean, I, I point out all the time. You know, uh, you know, sitting re- uh, Senator Bernie Sanders back in 2017 said Republicans uh, uh, reforming health care was going to kill people. And then one of his <laughs> ardent supporters shot at members of Congress. OK, now, again, I don't blame Senator Sanders for that. But what I am saying is that if you're if you're ramping up this kind of rhetoric, this is going to get some fringe elements to react. And again, whether you agree or disagree with what happened on January 6, 2021, a, a bunch of Trump supporters created havoc, probably reacting to, well, hey, wait a minute, uh, President Trump said the election was was going to be brought into question, not going to be certified, it's being certified, what's going on, and you saw what they did to the Capitol. Again, a lot of my listeners may disagree with me on that, that's fine, but the point is, is that rhetoric that leads to this kind of fringe element reacting this way, and again, um, Action for Liberty, they're just as critical of Republicans as they are Democrats, so you could call them a fringe element, you could not, but... Uh, uh, bouncing off of that, you have decided to, uh, and again, this is a legal matter, so there may be things you can't comment on. I, I've been What's, deliberately vague because of that. Yeah, so so is that the extent you could comment on it, that you've decided to press charges? and Well, the charges, uh, disorderly conduct charges is the charge that they're moving forward with, which is a misdemeanor, uh, which is what max sentence is like 90 days in jail or a $1,000 fine. It's, you know, we're not putting anybody in prison, but it's being able to have consequences for ridiculous, sure. like you can't attack people. It's, right. it's really that simple. And what's interesting is after this happened, this the leader of the group, Jake Duesenberg, told the news that I was being disruptive. But that's another feature of having thing on video. I didn't even sit in my chair. Right. I didn't even move. I stood there until the guy threw me. So just that kind of behavior is r- ridiculously unacceptable. And there's a individual, Michael Broadcorp, I believe he's a journalist, and he put out some documents on this group's tax returns after this was brought to light. Which yes. Sometimes if you're not the best group, maybe you shouldn't assault legislators. But turns out the guy who runs the group has, on over the last five years, 46% on average of all donations have gone to his salary. Okay. 46%. So when you donate to a political advocacy group, you think... This is going to elect uh, what it, the ideologically similar people. Sure. No, you're actually funding this guy. It's it's. Well, Jake does bad. have a very high opinion of himself, I will say. That. Again, this is me talking. This is not Representative West. This is me talking. I've seen Jake in previous videos and speeches and and social media posts. He does think very highly of himself. So um, he's probably not going to apologize for that in the least and probably think it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a good investment to be sure. So, well, before you actually press charges and again you can answer this you cannot answer it this came out on on social media hit a lot of local twitter feeds uh, michael broadcorp has a lot of reach 
Michael Broadcourt, by the way, Northern Alliance Radio Network alum. I don't know if you knew that. I did not. Uh, back in the day. Uh, and he posted this clip out there. Did anyone from the organization reach out to you uh, or attempt to reach out to you before you uh, press charges? Again, you can answer that. You don't have to answer that. Well, a couple uh, troll, a troll accounts associated with the group reached out to uh, give me some profanity. But, but that's say, about it. Yeah. Basically say you had it coming? Is that what they were? More or less, yeah. But as soon as the police were involved, Radio silence. Of course, of course. Yeah, Which is probably it, smart on their part. Yeah, it's a legal matter, and I and, and again, we'll we'll definitely uh, keep our eye upon this. And again, this uh, Dave Oreck put together a nice piece in the Pioneer Press, uh, getting comments from uh, Representative West himself, and and they did publish the the name of this. Gen- I'm not going to say the name of the gentleman. We said his first name, Tony. They gave his full name in this article. You know, they're certainly welcome to name him if they if they so choose. But right, we're not Democrats here. We let the legal process work yeah, our way. We don't plus, we don't get mobs going. Yeah, someone like that, uh, I don't care to give credence to because I've heard of I've heard of this guy before, and even before this incident, um, it was it was clear that this guy uh, has kind of some, uh, uh, shall we say, shady interactions with uh, with activists and lobbyists and whatnot that aren't necessarily on the uh, ideological same ideological level as, as he is. So um, be that as it may. Well, I, I'm just glad you're okay. I mean, again, it, it, you know, just yanking someone when they're not expecting it, you never know what could happen. So <laughs> like I say, yeah. just uh, glad you're okay with, and uh, it didn't go any further than that. But uh, so after, you know, it was very clear, he tossed you aside, just shut the door. Um, were you just, what did you do at that point? You just sat there and, Stand there in stunned silence, or uh, my girlfriend was still in the room. She was. <laughs> yeah. I was just going to ask you that. Now you said your girlfriend was accompanying you, and she was. Did did she uh, did she realize what happened right away? Oh, well, she, when she came, so he walked back all puffed up and stared at her, glared at her, but apparently has the good sense that you don't lay hands on a woman. Ah, uh, no, <laughs> no, thank goodness. Yeah, right. Uh so then she. Got up and left. She didn't really want to be in a 90-minute meeting by herself and just said, did he just pull you out of the room? Yeah. Like, yeah, this is weird. So we sat thinking, should we go back in? It's like, well, I'm not I'm not here to disrupt the event. I'm not here to be antagonistic. So we ended up just leaving and getting something to eat. Well, with it, and, you know, and probably a fine establishment within your house district, I would imagine. So, <laughs> Well, the reason I bring this up is because, you know, we talk about uh, – I, there was a lot of hyperbole as well. I mean, again, I'm not justifying the events of January 6, 2021 at the U.S. Capitol, but there was a lot of hyperbole from leftist politicians who wanted to make political hay out of it. They still want to make political hay out of it. They're saying, oh, my God, I was scared for my life. I was doing I was hiding under my desk in my office, whatever, whatever rhetoric uh, they may have put forth. But the point they were making is if you are going after someone just because they are a sitting elected official, Okay, that that's a very scary thing, especially when they're going about their constitutionally ordered uh, duty, which is to certify an election. I bring that up because he went after you specifically because surprise, you're an elected official, Nolan West. So I don't know if that carries any extra legal weight or not, but it was very clear he was singling you out because of who you are. Yeah, absolutely. It's a politically motivated assault for sure. I I don't believe that carries any. We shouldn't be protected classes, politicians. Uh, I agree. We, I should, agree. we should be. But if this is the standard, what you want to us. some people are going to set. You know, this is a. Uh, you know, and, and again, uh, I don't think there's there's anybody out there that's uh, defending this behavior, left or right. Um, now, this organization, I don't. They've oh. seen, like you say, they've taken radio silence once it's gotten more mainstream. That's for sure. Well, and again, uh, we're we're grateful that Representative West is okay. So, all right. Well, we got that story. Out of the way, we're glad that he was able to share that with our listeners, and that's a story that we're definitely keeping an eye upon. But uh, the Minnesota legislative session gets started tomorrow, and uh, both parties are already lining up their priorities for this upcoming session. And, of course, this is a uh, an election year as well. So uh, definitely uh, kind of also positioning themselves for the next election, that's for sure. Back with Representative Nolan West, he of House District 37B in Blaine. If you'd like to uh, leave a comment or question for Representative West, 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Brad Carlson, The Closer, back with another segment on the broadcast. Go nowhere. Soaking up the sun in Fiji, walking through the Sculpture Garden in Minneapolis, or standing in awe at the Grand Canyon. We're where you are. 
Stream AM 1280 The Patriot at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. As a constitutional law attorney, former senior legal advisor and personal counsel to President Donald J. Trump, Jenna Ellis believes in the rule of law and the importance of integrity in our elections. And on the Jenna Ellis podcast, she tackles the big cultural and legal issues facing America. Don't miss a single episode of the Jenna Ellis show. Follow today at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or at SalemPodcastNetwork.com. Well, it's that time of year we hit those winter doldrums. Not much to look forward to other than maybe that warm weather vacation. Hey, it's Lee Michaels here for United Faith Mortgage. And one of the things you could look forward to is getting a great deal on a refinance or more importantly, a cash out refinance. So you could take that wonderful vacation, pay off some credit cards or do some of that remodeling you want to get done around the house. And now is the time to do it. Do it before interest rates start to go up. The great thing about United Faith Mortgage is they have a very unique direct lender advantage, meaning our team is part of a company that uses its own money and makes its own lending decisions within its own walls. So there's no middleman, and this advantage often allows you to close faster on your loan and get a better rate, which can save you monthly and lifelong money. And right now, we pay your appraisal fees. That's up to $500 that would be money out of your pocket you would normally have to pay up front. For more info, you can visit them at unitedfaithmortgage.com. United Mortgage Court, Melville, New York. NMLS number 1330. Ryan Vrecka, NMLS number 65233. Warning, warning, warning. Once you taste the Rack Shack's Patriot Burger, other burgers will never measure up. Hey, I'm Nick Anderson, General Manager of AM1280 The Patriot, and we've partnered with my friend Keith Hitner Sr. from the Rack Shack Barbecue to create a burger worthy of the Patriot name. It's a half-pound burger that's red, white, and blue through and through. American cheese on top, and the American flag proudly waves over the bun. The Patriot Burger comes with your choice of any of our delectable sides, like our famous hand-cut fries, all just for $12.80. Best burger in town as far as I'm concerned, and it's $12.80 anytime, any day. Try today at the Rack Shack Barbecue at the Cedar Cliff Center at Nichols and Cliff in Egan. Be careful. Once you try a Patriot Burger, you may never go back to a regular burger. That's the Rack Shack Barbecue at RackShackBarbecue.com. Get that Rack Shack attack, Rack Shack Barbecue, Searching for ways to strengthen your daily walk? Visit Crosswalk.com. From devotionals to Christian living topics, movie reviews to marriage and financial articles, and so much more. The intersection of faith and life, Crosswalk.com. The division of Salem Media Group. Welcome back. AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carls. Thanks for tuning in. 651-289-4488. That is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter. Hashtag Narn Show. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. And we do have our Facebook Live up and running. Wave to the camera, Representative West, uh, right there. Facebook Live up and running. Uh, If feature radio, you don't need to dress up. No. (laughs) I, I sure as heck am. We're, we're, well, I guess we're matching. Yeah, yeah, we got the uh, we got the matching hoodies on, so good. <laughs> yeah, if you want to go to Facebook.com, do a search for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. We are live streaming the broadcast, and you can leave a comment in the comment section there as well. Again, joined by Representative Nolan West, he of Minnesota House District 37B, covering the vast majority of the city of Blaine. Uh, you know, I mentioned Representative West uh, in the just before he got here about uh, this is a redistricting year, so the congressional lines are going to re- be uh, redrawn. I don't imagine your district is going to look dramatically different, but it will be interesting to see how this uh, ultimately all shakes out. Now, do you have a approximate time frame as when the new congressional maps will be released? Yeah, well, actually, my district's the largest Republican district in the state by population, so it's going to get well, the lines will be unrecognizable. I think okay, up in my woods, but uh, February fifteenth through sixteenth. The court has already started their process. The legislature is not going to pass maps. That's everybody knows. It's a divided that. legislature. We understand that. Right. Yeah, so so uh, I expect February 15th or 16th. They might give a day and do it on the 16th, but they have to do it right away because people, of course, we're going to have caucuses and you, you don't even know who technically you're going there to support That's you know, on the state uh, level for state representative or state senate. 
I do. I, you know, I do remember uh, when this was done uh, ten years ago, and how you know some pretty high-profile legislators got redrawn into the same district. So it makes for some uh, interesting uh, primary battles if one or the other decides not to move on and everything. So, uh, so you think that your district that you're in now, again, you cover the vast majority of the city of Blaine. You anticipate it might be. Uh, redrawn, uh, dramatically different? Yeah, so my district has just under 50,000 people. It's supposed to have like 42,604, something very close to that. So I need to lose 7,000 people, uh, which there's a couple Democrat districts that are higher than that, although I think those population numbers might be funny. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, but that when, you, when you're that far over, that's when the lines really change. So there's a lot of growth in Minneapolis, and also there's a lot of growth in Wright County, the most Republican county in the state, and right. in Carver County, Southwest Metro. So right. it'll be in, I think it'll be a wash in terms of a lot of people talk about political advantage or disadvantage. I think it'll be the Democrats will get a couple good districts, but we will also. I think it'll be a wash. Okay, and of course the, the big key is uh, right now the Republicans are the minor, minority party in the House. Uh, just need to flip four seats in order to take over the majority. And in this environment, uh, you would think that'd be a realizable goal, but it is Minnesota also. But again, when you're dealing with individual House districts, that seems to be a little bit more reliable as far as uh, as far as following the political ebb and flows. We just finally got to get one of these statewide races, Nolan West. I mean, that's the <laughs> that is certainly the big key. And that's a nice segue. You can make help make that happen going to caucuses this Tuesday to uh, support your favorite gubernatorial candidate or any of the other constitutional offices, statewide offices who happen to be up for election this year as well. Uh, we do uh, have about five minutes left in this segment, so we'll at least get started on some of the legislative priorities, and then Representative Wester will be able to hang over for another segment after this. We can continue the discussion. But uh, early on, uh, each party kind of drawing the battle lines of what their respective priorities are going to be. Obviously, public safety is certainly a big one after we saw what happened in the summer of, of 2020 and is continuing to happen. In, uh, and, and this isn't just restricted to urban areas, you know, major cities, St. Paul, Minnesota, either. There was uh, your uh, colleague, Representative Peggy Scott, wis- witnessed a perch snatch- snatching in a Walmart parking lot in Andover. Right. Andover, Nolan West. Good people so, of Andover stopped them, though. Yes, they did. Yes, they did. So public safety is still very much an issue. What? We talk about that in broad generalities. What are some specifics that uh, perhaps the Republicans are going to bring to the table to address this issue, Nolan West? Huge part of it is we got to put criminals in prison. We got to charge criminals. It's a, a novel ma- concept. Yes. Yeah, oh my! Well, especially when with these freedom <laughs> funds and these things, like they want no bail and yeah. just putting people back on the street. And th- those are the kind of things. It's and we have records. People who have been freed with the freedom fund with. Democrat politicians donating this that go on to commit felonies and murder. And that has been we are a terrible state at actually going after criminals. We have so many on paper. It's, it's always probation. It's always something really light. And that's something that's catching up to us now. We're seeing a crime wave across the country. But here it's we are like the epicenter for this crime wave. And you can see it. It's all when you put criminals on the street, they're going to do criminal acts. Right. Yeah, and and I guess the, I mean, do we, there aren't judges that go on the record and talk about why they hand down these seemingly light sentences. Uh, is there kind of a prevailing narrative as to why they're getting such light sentences? Is it is it prisons being overcrowded? Is it they want to be more compassionate? I mean, I, do we have a sense as to, as to why that's happening, Representative West? So there's a lot of the... Uh you know, Marxist looking at things through certain lenses and, you know, and all that. That is happening. Like uh, the Ramsey County attorney, John Choi, said we're not going to prosecute people with, like, offenses under $500. And then, like, you can look at San Francisco that shoplifting under $900 isn't prosecuted. Oh, they'll bring a calculator in. It's a lot of prosecutors. I mean, we have some judges who might be more lenient than they should, but the prosecutorial almost misconduct. They're just not doing the jobs they need to do. So if they need more money, well, hey, we can talk about, hey, let's get prosecutors ready. But a lot of it is violent crimes, armed crimes. We're going to create some serious penalties that they're going to be forced to sentence when the time comes. And that's we'll be pushing that aggressively as well as making sure our police officers are well-funded and well-equipped to handle this. Up in Blaine, little plug for Blaine, we have a fully staffed police department. First time in Blaine's history. Every single position is filled, and that is makes a huge difference. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. And again, look, I, I mean, I'm I, again just speaking for myself here. I've said on this show many times 
that uh, there definitely, I believe, need to be some reforms in how law enforcement is done, policing is done. But this idea that we should defund, even go so far as to abolish police force, is just is felony stupid. And <laughs> you, you know, felony stupid. I love that. I mean, no pun intended. Maybe it is intended. I'm not 100 percent sure, but. Yeah, so that's something that we can have a serious conversation with. But if you're going to start out with defund the police, I mean, not even Minneapolis. The city of Minneapolis, when it was on the ballot this last November, was willing to go along with that, okay? So uh, they're they're definitely not uh, the most cop-friendly there. They agree that some reforms need to be done, but as far as defunding, not going to happen. Once again, we are joined by Representative Nolan West in studio. He of Minnesota House District 37B up in the fine city of Blaine. And if you have a comment or question, 651-289-4488, that is the number to call. Talking upcoming Minnesota legislative session when we come back on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Go nowhere. Hi, this is Lee with the Kingdom Builders. I hope you'll all listen to this message. The world is quickly changing. You may hear people and entities urging you to make choices without real consideration, without all the information you need to make a wise decision. The Lord himself tells us to reason with him. He does not want us to blindly follow, but to think. Do not be deceived or subtly tempted like Eve was. The Lord would have you think, question, and challenge. We all want peace, truth, and life. This only comes through the Lord Jesus Christ. As we face choices, I urge you again, think very carefully. Especially consider the one who has the power to destroy both body and soul. Even if there were a way for your physical life to be extended, we will all need to face death someday. I pray you will truly consider the decisions you make about your health, but much more importantly, consider the decision you make about your eternity. When you take the time to really get to know your body, you find that the root causes of its aches and pains are usually simple. The older we get, the more exercise we undertake and the more injuries we sustain, the more inflammation our bodies suffer from. It's so simple. And my answer to that pain is Relief Factor, which I discovered years ago and take every single day to great effect. It helps the body to fight off inflammation and I've never found anything that worked better in my life. I can't recommend it enough. 70% of the more than half a million people who have tried Relief Factor end up ordering more. That's because it works for them the way it works for me. Isn't it time for you to get out of pain? Your first step to becoming pain-free should be to order the three-week quick start for the discounted price of only $19.95. Go to relieffactor.com or call 800-4-RELIEF to find out more about this offer. Feel the difference. relieffactor.com Got inflation? Not at PJ's Appliance Outlet. Every day your dollar will buy 40 to 70% more at PJ's Appliance. Hi, this is PJ. We take great pride in separating ourselves from those overpriced big box stores. How? By simply providing over-the-top customer service and great quality products at unbeatable prices. PJ's Appliance Outlet has quickly become the trusted go-to store for brand new scratch and dent appliances. You'll save hundreds, even thousands of dollars on brand new name brand refrigerators, ovens, washers and dryers and dishwashers. From trusted brands like LG, Electrolux, Whirlpool, Frigidaire and many more. We're also the exclusive dealer for the Ilve handmade Italian stoves that you see on the DIY TV shows. Don't pay inflated prices for name brand appliances. Take the short drive to save big, big dollars at PJ's Appliance Outlet. Visit our easy-to-get-to Plymouth showroom today or find us online at pjsappliantsoutlet.com. That's pjsappliantsoutlet.com, where every deal is a steal. Hey, welcome back. AM twelve eighty, the Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back with another segment here on the broadcast. It's me, Brad Carlson. Six five one two eight nine four four eight eight. That is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter hashtag Narn Show. That's hashtag N A R N Show for any comments or questions. And we do have the live stream up and going at our Facebook page. Just do a search for the Northern Alliance Radio Network at facebook.com and feel free to weigh in with a uh, comment or question wild wilson uh live from texas wild is a loyal listener checking in on our live stream we appreciate it as always again joined in studio by representative nolan west he of minnesota house district 37b 
up in Blaine talking about the legislative priorities this 2022 session, uh, which begins tomorrow. So uh, we'll definitely be looking forward to, uh, well, maybe not necessarily looking forward to it, depending on what happens. But uh, uh, like we were talking a little bit off air, Representative West, this is a non-budget year, so uh, don't have to worry about haggling over that, you know, the two sides starting with their preferred budget number and trying to haggle over getting there and, you know, running into a special session, as we've uh, seen so often. Uh, what do we anticipate as far as, you know, as I as I, I kind of said at the outset, it seems like both sides are going to try to posture themselves because this is an election year. Where they're going to end up, we don't know until the new congressional maps are, are redrawn. Um but what kind of, I guess, uh, things are going to be accomplished? Will there is there a possibility of a bonding bill? Is there talk about a bonding bill? Because if there ever is, it's typically during a non-budget year. Uh, any possibilities of that? That's true. Uh, I expect there to be a robust debate around a bonding bill, and likely we'll have one, especially Highway 65. I'm, I'm looking for funding for Highway 65. That's very likely to come in the bonding bill. So that is going to be a big contention. And the bonding bill needs a 60% majority vote right. in the House. So it's a, it's where the minority gets the most say. And that's that that's always true. makes it yeah. very, 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 very interesting. Mm-hmm. And we have over $8 billion on the bottom line. We got over a billion dollars of federal funds left over from the ARPA bill. It is There is so much money in St. Paul. It's like a whole nother budget year. But that's the last thing we should pretend right. it is or else or – else, uh, even the news media is putting out articles about what Walls is, uh, Governor Walls is suggesting to spend the money on, and he's spending the entire surplus and the entire surplus of the next two years. He's spending every single penny, and even the media is saying, oh, well, that's kind of aggressive. That's and ambitious, it's just yeah. insane. It's like it's his own personal piggy bank, and it's like, these are taxpayer dollars. They're not our dollars. They're taxpayer dollars, and, that's and they a, need to go back to And tax. I've said this ad nauseum in this show. I'd never have understood the mentality— of people celebrating these big surpluses. I mean, we went through a pretty horrific couple of years, with particularly with the pandemic, and this idea that they still took way more tax dollars than they needed to fulfill their obligations. That's not cause for celebration. And this idea that uh, the governor is proposing $350 checks per married couple as a you know as kind of a rebate, as if it's a good thing. Well, that's money that was taken directly from the taxpayer. So I... Uh, Based on that particular subject, Nolan West, what are we looking at for that surplus? Are, are is there any idea or any ideas, any suggestions coming forth from the Republican caucus how to handle that? Are they thinking of a give it back program, or uh, what's kind of the priorities that are with the caucus at this point in time? Well, I never thought there would be the return of the Jesse checks. You know that that was basically universally derided when Governor Ventura. Did I remember it. this. Yeah, I am very surprised that Governor Walls is moving forward on it. And it's not meaningful. Giving $175 to somebody who makes 160 grand a year, <laughs> that's a very nice dinner for them. You yeah, know, it's right. just not even it's not even on the radar. Tax cuts are really the way to go. And that's what so trying to get broad based tax cuts, we'd love to do it uh, starting from the bottom working away up because you get taxed mar- on marginal rates. So if we cut the low rates, that cuts taxes for literally everyone. And right. that is what we would like to see. There's a lot of resistance on the Democrat side for that. So I don't anticipate getting that done. Perhaps if there's a new majority next year and there, we're probably going to leave a lot of money on the bottom line because in divided government, it's hard to agree on anything. The right. things we could agree on, maybe a Social Security tax cut. Right now, we ta- we are one of 13 states that tax Social Security income, which is absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, this has been on the radar for quite a number of years. And what what's the typical response on the Democrat side? Because I hear Republicans touting this often, and it doesn't seem to get done. We exempted uh, from taxation a significant amount, something like $77,000 a year in income and below, doesn't pay taxes on their Social Security. Okay. And the Democrats' position is like, oh, if they make more money than that, they don't they don't need their money. And that's always, that's always their position. It's, re- it's really, really, really frustrating. But you look at who would need the money right now, their own money, it would be seniors. Sure. Especially with all this pandemic going around, that's been incredibly difficult and just inflation has just annihilated everyday goods mm, so if yes. you're if your income is fixed whether it's retirement social security or combo it's it's getting you're watching it dissolve before your very right, eyes so right. pretending like they don't need the money oh that's just ridiculous so i think that's an easy place to start some democrats do are reasonable on that issue so i believe that's one one of the tax cuts that could get through 
But that's not going to make a lot of people happy. We want to do some serious tax cuts. There's $8 billion extra dollars here. Sure. And then there's also the Unemployment Insurance Trust Fund, which, you know, you pay your unemployment taxes and your employer and the employee pay their share. And then if you pay in, you get to take the money out. Sure. If you end up unemployed. Sure. They changed that in the pandemic to where all these other people who didn't pay into it also were allowed to pay out. Oh, my gosh. You know, okay. think that's like opening your savings account to p- other people. All it's, right. I understand why they did it. There's a debate for that. But that created a $1 billion hole in that account. And when that account, we borrow that money from the feds mm-hmm. and they're charging interest on that money right now. We're paying interest on money we borrowed from the feds to pay unemployment for people who didn't pay into unemployment. And if that doesn't get fixed, 14% tax hike on every single employer that pays into that, employee and employer. It is a horrible issue that's on the forefront. A lot of people don't realize it. But we can pay that back with federal funds right now. We have a billion dollars. 30 states have used the federal funds to pay back the federal government. You know, that's government for you. We're going to take your money and then pay you back with it. But (laughs) it is what it is. But we should do that. Or else we're going to see a massive tax hike when businesses can least afford it. Except yes. Walmarts and Targets and them, I'm sure they can afford it just fine. But the vast majority, oh, that is that would be very damaging. Yeah, this and this is something, the narrative that I see, particularly from progressives, whether it's a local level or a national level, talking about how the the wealthy have just gotten wealthier and more billionaires are being created than ever before. And, and it, well, I was going to ask, do they not realize that they created the environment for to allow that to happen. Obviously, they don't, uh, because given all of the lockdowns and the shutdowns of all of these small businesses, mom-and-pop stores, but yet, like to your point, the big-box retailers like Target and Walmart were allowed to stay open, and the rationale was, well, they're able to you know, uh, enact all of the COVID protocols in order to you know, keep customers safe and free the virus. And it's like, so we're not trusting small businesses to have that ability to do that, Nolan West? I just don't understand it's, that rationale. It's so frustrating. Speaker Hortman said they don't want people who are succeeding to inordinately benefit. And it's like, well, one, you created the environment. As Too late saying. for that, yeah. When you shut down everybody else and only allow one show in town, they're not going to do very well. Right. Or they will do exceptionally well if they're allowed. Why are we punishing success anyways? It's I'm frustrated uh, with the big box stores too, but we need – to benefit everyone in this kind of inflationary environment where money is just worth less and less every right. single day. We can't we can't pretend like everything is fine, which seems to be they think, oh, we'll send them a $350 check and oh, done and done. Let's go home. It's, no, uh, people need more than that. And they need it longer term. That's why tax cuts make a lot more sense than just sending somebody a Jesse check. Oh, no question. Now, obviously, the big issue uh, throughout the uh, or the last couple of months of a, a session in 2020 and throughout all of 2021 was uh, the governor enacting his emergency powers. He had to go back to the legislature every month. And of course, because it is a DFL majority in the House, he was allowed to continue enacting his emergency powers. Now, he finally gave those up uh, last year at some point and maybe help it, maybe explain to our listeners what the process entails, because you have a lot of listeners out there who are concerned that he's just going to reenact them again. And it's not quite that simple, Nolan West. So explain how he was able to finally give up the emergency powers and what that means going forward. Well, it's actually a little different than what you're saying in terms of giving up. He didn't. The legislature passed the end to the emergency powers. Mm, and when okay. the legislature does that, when we take the vote, it's not like writing a law that has to be enacted by the governor. It immediately happens. Right. So we ended his powers. And then, like, he's, he said, oh, well, I'll give up my powers the next day. But his powers were ended by the legislature. Why that's important, because that sounds like semantics, that means he can't reinstitute his powers in regards to this emergency issue, COVID-19. Sure. Uh, it's against the law. So he's not going if, to, if he could, there we would have a ma- statewide mask mandate right now. We would ha- probably have a try and put a statewide vaccine mandate right now if he could. But he can't because the legislature finally did end his emergency. Now, why powers. was that? Now, why was it? Go, and, you know, I, I vaguely remember this. Uh, the DFL was so was continuing to rubber stamp, allowing him to have these emergency powers, and they finally acquiesced to taking them away. Why was that? Was some <laughs> deals cut? There was a lot of infighting behind the scenes on the Democrat side of the aisle. You, you'd think, how can so many people be so wrong and crazy? 
And it's adult. <laughs> they weren't. They weren't all like that. Yeah, yeah. But they, the ones that were smart enough to realize this isn't. Well, one, this isn't what Minnesotans want, and two, this isn't the right policy in the first place. Well, they didn't want to get up and speak. They only had a four seat majority in the Minnesota House. They can't afford to lose anyone. So there was a building momentum in their caucus of these particularly rural Democrats, you know, all like three of them, uh, <laughs> pushing, right. push, pushing about to get this species. to happen within their own caucus. Right. And then I forget the exact details, but Governor Governor Walls made some maneuver that really kicked Speaker Hortman in the shins, really just because he wanted to be in control. He really got comfortable being the only one. Oh, yeah. And yeah. from what I hear, that pushed her over the edge and she's she was done with it. There was there was a conversation that they were thinking about ending it like at the end of July or something, but then it was when that relationship went down because she had, you think about what Speaker Hortman she just walked ten of her members who are just going to get crushed in the next election. She walked them off the cliff and to support the governor, and the governor basically threw them all under the bus. So at that point, they were happy to do it, but they let so much damage happen. So it's frustrating that I bet you they'll say on their campaign literature, we ended the governor's. Mer- oh yeah. okay and i know voters are smarter than that they're they're not going to fall for that but that's there was a lot of you know petty inside baseball you know politicians are politicians well yeah that's exactly right and and you think about it i mean 2021 when the you know the vaccines kind of came you know initially when they were first became available in early 2021 you know we protected our most vulnerable our frontline workers are those with comorbidities and then as it got to the spring, I mean, I, you know, I, I'm healthy 50 something year old man. And I figure I, I'll let all of the, those other folks I just named, you know, they get priority. And then I'll, once, uh, then I'll start to get in line for mine. And I got my first jab in April, the next one in May. And then, uh, and then ultimately got boosted. So my point is once it seemed like once the vaccines became more available, uh, more available and the pandemic seemed to wane, it just made no sense to continue those emergency powers. So I have to think that the Democrats kind of stuck their moist thumb in the wind and realized, yeah, there probably isn't the political will for this anymore in Old West. That is true. And when their mantra was following the science, mm-hmm. when they were ignoring the science for the last six months in regards to this emergency powers with the vaccine rollout, as you were mentioning, it's they they were so far afield that even they couldn't bear it anymore. Yeah, and, and, and it was starting to really come to fruition this last election cycle, 2020, where uh, Rep- your party picked up five seats in that game of five seats in the House when there was question whether there would be, whether they'd lose seats or whether it would just maybe stay even. But pick up a five seats and to hang on to the Senate, that was a that was a bellwether for what we're going to see in 2022. I, I definitely believe in the legislature. Now, again, the big test is the statewide races, mm-hmm. folks. And uh, where does that start? This Tuesday at caucuses. So, uh, Representative West, we do have a couple of minutes to go. Uh, where can people find out more about caucuses? Again, it'll take place this Tuesday, February 1st. Where can people find out where they can go and um, get involved, basically? It's almost always at your local high school. But what I, you can just look up Caucus Place Finder. Just Google that, and it'll bring you to Secretary of State's website where it will tell you where to go. Uh, might be good to find out what precinct you're in because I expect there to be a lot of people with like five governor candidates and they're all turning people out it's it's probably going to be busy so you want to get there especially if you have a particular favorite get there and support your candidates and uh, if you're in blaine it's at blaine high school so i will see you there t- uh, tuesday and, and you will be, be welcomed with open arms and at this one i have a feeling nolan west so <laughs> I, I have a slight feeling for that as well. yeah absolutely well again uh, we are pleased to be joined by representative nolan west again he of minnesota house district 37b uh, up in the uh, city of Blaine. And again, uh, the uh, congressional lines are going to be redrawn, anticipating maps in a little more than a couple of weeks. Uh, so we'll definitely uh, keep an eye on that and how things are shaping up for the 2022 uh, election cycle. Representative West, uh, thank you so much for stopping by today. We appreciate it. We'll definitely keep an eye on this story uh, regarding your legal situation. We appreciate you sharing as much as you possibly could regarding that. And uh, best of luck this Tuesday. We appreciate it. Thanks, Brad. I'm excited to see how this goes. Absolutely. AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance, Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. One final segment coming up this hour. Go nowhere. AM 1280, The Patriot. Sightseeing in Paris, at the mall in Bloomington or on horseback in Dallas. We're where you are. Listen to AM 1280, The Patriot. 
at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. In 1981, Heritage Christian Academy began with 13 students. Today, they celebrate God's faithfulness with 550 students in grades pre-K through 12. God has shown His provision for HCA for 40 years. Let me introduce one of God's faith-filled stories. Hi, I'm Tanya Scott. I serve as president at Heritage Christian Academy. I see HCA's values of truth, service, relationships, and excellence impact the lives of young men and women every day in the classroom, on the court, or on the stage. They use their training to know, love, and serve their Savior in all aspects of their lives. Deuteronomy chapter 7, verse 9 embodies for me the last 40 years at Heritage Christian Academy. Know, therefore, that the Lord your God is God, the faithful God, who keeps covenant and steadfast love with those who love Him and keep His commandments to a thousand generations. For more information about Heritage Christian Academy in Maple Grove, visit heritageweb.org. Dad, guess what? What? You are going to be a grandfather. That's great. Not too long ago, moments like this with my daughter would have been a challenge. It was a long road for me to find myself again after Vietnam. It was my neighbor Jim, another Vietnam veteran, who finally convinced me that I could still connect with my family and find that fulfilling life I'd lost. And I went for help down at the VA. If I can take that first step after almost 50 years, I know other veterans can too. Visit maketheconnection.net to find out more. Do you have neuropathy or unrelenting pain and discomfort? If so, please take a quick listen. You may have been told that your numbness, tingling, and pains will be a progressive, lifelong condition. Abundant Life Chiropractic Health and Injury Center's patients would tell you otherwise. Many of their patients come as a last resort after they've exhausted all of their options, and they find relief with their unique protocols. Abundant Life Chiropractic Health and Injury Center has a time-tested, proven track record of helping hundreds of patients improve and reverse their neuropathy. If you're ready to regain your independence, contact Dr. Letourneau, D.C. at Abundant Life Chiropractic Health and Injury Center, Chanhassen. Don't let procrastination be the thief of your health. It's time to fight back. As an AM 1280 The Patriot listener, you receive a special $49 Get Acquainted offer. That's a $250 value for just $49. Go to AbundantLifeChiropractor.com to schedule your full neuropathy workup with Dr. Letourneau, D.C. That's AbundantLifeChiropractor.com. GodTube.com. Inspiration, comedy, music, faith, and fun. Get the best of GodTube every morning and start your day with a smile. Great faith-based videos sent to your inbox daily when you subscribe at GodTube.com, a division of Salem Media Group. AM1280 The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. Thanks always for tuning in. One final segment this hour. Rather short segment, but uh, we appreciate uh, Nolan West's time. Uh, Representative Nolan West, he representing House District 37B uh, up in the city of Blaine. We appreciate his time stopping on down today to share with us. And like I say, we'll definitely keep a, an eye upon uh, that particular issue uh, regarding his literally being assaulted at a political meeting, a meeting that was open to the general public, uh, but apparently not the unwritten rule was uh, it wasn't open to elected officials, politicians. Uh, however, I have a feeling if Representative Eric Mortensen out of Shakopee were to show up at that meeting, they would probably lay palm leaves in his path as he were to walk into the room. I'm just saying. And again, as not, this isn't a shot at Eric Mortensen. I, I like Eric. Uh, he's been he was on the show as a candidate in 2020, and uh, I haven't been thrilled with the tactics he's used as a legislator, but as a guy, uh, I, I like him just fine. So again, not taking swipes at him. I'm just saying that they, uh, they seem to say we don't allow politicians. Well, uh, Eric Mortensen is an elected official. I think he would have been more than welcome there. I'm just saying, but, uh, anyways, we appreciate representative West's time. Uh, only got a, a few minutes left to go in this, uh, in this hour. I did at least want to acknowledge uh, the Vikings made a big hire in their front office. Uh, This is from an ESPN.com story. Uh, The Minnesota Vikings hired Vice President of Football Operations Kwesi Adolfo Mensa as their new general manager, a source told ESPN's Adam Schefter. That was later confirmed. He did indeed get hired. Uh, Schefter reports that Adolfo Mensa is getting a four-year deal to replace Rick Spielman, who was fired at the conclusion of the 2021 season after a 16-year stint 
as the Vikings GM. Adolfo Mensa is the 10th person in franchise history to hold a general manager title and or carry out the duties of the team's GM. He comes to Minnesota after spending the 2020 and 21 seasons in Cleveland working under general manager Andrew Barry. Uh, I don't know if this is the right hire. It just Time's going to tell. That's obviously the easy answer. And that may seem like a cop-out, but I will say I did watch his entire press conference. Uh, it was about 36 minutes long, took a lot of questions, uh, was very forthright. Uh, it's out there on, on Vikings, the Vikings channel on YouTube if you want to see it. I will say, based on the press conference, very, very, very impressive guy. Uh, very upfront, very well-spoken, uh, just very dignified. And is highly regarded. I mean, John Lynch, who is the uh, works in the front office for the San Francisco 49ers, Hall of Fame safety, played with the Tampa Buccaneers and Denver Broncos. Uh, he speaks very highly of Adolfo Mensa, as does Adolfo Mensa's old boss, Andrew Barry, with the Cleveland Browns. Andrew Barry is the Cleveland Browns GM. A lot of people, the, the general, it seems to be kind of like the general sentiment is uh, this is a guy who's a well-rounded leader, Great sense of humor, fantastic people skills, natural collaborator that will build a culture of inclusivity and bring out the best of every perspective in terms of decision-making. I mean, this is a lot of what I've heard. So first impressions, which is all you, you, you can go on at this point, very, very good. But now the real work begins because the Vikings are like, I think have the fourth worst salary cap position in the NFL. I think they're about $20 million over the cap going into the 2022 season. So obviously some work's going to have to be done to uh, pare down the salaries, whether it's restructuring contracts, cutting guys. And, of course, the big decision is obviously quarterback Kirk Cousins. What what does he think about Kirk Cousins? Well, that's going to be dependent upon the coach that they hire. And that's going to be the next interesting shoe to drop. Now, uh, I've seen that they're interviewing former San Francisco 49ers head coach, now current University of Michigan head coach, Jim Harbaugh, and they've interviewed like seven or eight other guys as well. So they're doing a very exhaustive, well-rounded search, and some sounds like they're going to come to a decision by the end of the week. So we can talk more about that once they do hire a coach. But that's going to be the first real big test. Can he get the coach hire right? And once he gets the coach hire right, what are they going to do to reshape the roster to help rebuild this team? Because 2022, I don't have a lot of expectations for that season, they're going to maybe have to be out in the wilderness for a year or two. But really, uh, the real work is, is going to begin, and this is where we're going to see uh, what Adolfo Mensa can do as the guy that I think has full control over the 53-man roster. He was kind of evasive over that question, will he have full control over the roster, but I think it's more likely than not that he does. Hour number one in the books, hour number two coming back, Mere Moments, AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance, Radio Network, back in Mere Moments. Jane came to Robbinsdale Women's Center, excited to be pregnant, but she was being pressured by her boyfriend to abort. She wasn't sure she could do it on her own. When she heard the heartbeat and saw her baby, she knew she had to find a way. Through parenting classes and community resources at RWC, she received the help that she needed to choose life. Hi, I'm Eva. I'm one of the nurse stenographers at Robbinsdale Women's Center. I have the privilege of showing women their babies on ultrasound for the first time. Last year, 279 women at risk of aborting their babies instead chose life. Our goal at Robbinsdale Women's Center is to give accurate information on all pregnancy choices. All services are provided at no cost with no government funding. We rely on people like you who value women and their unborn babies. Since 1992, thousands of babies have been given the gift of life. Your donation to RWC will help save babies. Visit rwcinfo.org to donate. That's rwcinfo.org. Did you know you were kicking in your mommy's tummy before you were born? We were? Yep. I just learned at school that babies move and kick before they're even born. No, no wonder we're so good at soccer. That's right, kids. A pre-born baby is moving about and even kicking just 14 weeks from conception. Hello, my name is Marianne Koharski. I'm the director of Pro-Life Across America. If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of information and alternatives to abortion, or you'd like to support the work of Pro-Life Across America, 
please call 1-800-366-7773, 1-800-366-7773, or visit our website at prolifeacrossamerica.org. Pro-Life Across America is non-political and totally educational. A baby's heart is beating 18 days from conception. How is your car payment treating you? What if I told you you could make a free phone call right now and reduce your car payment by as much as $83 a month? Look at your car payment closely. You could be paying as high as 20% interest. Rate Genius can help you reduce your car payments by reducing your interest rate to as low as 2.48% APR. We can refinance most existing car loans or leased cars, new or used, and save you money every month. Put more money back in your pocket. The call is free to find out how low we can lower your car payment. Five minutes of your time right now could save you hundreds of dollars a year. Call Rate Genius now. 800-764-2179-800-764-2179-800-764-2179. That's 800-764-2179. Not all applicants qualify for a loan or rate savings. Actual offer terms including APR are determined at the time of your application based on credit worthiness, value of the vehicle, loan term, and other factors.